hello and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and it's today on the Rock Metal Podcast. We have Black Sights, and they have a new album called Untrue. Is that true, Mark? Maybe. Okay. We'll so, find out. Yeah, the truth is that it's called Untrue, released on October 8th. Right now, I'm being joined by Mark to share some more information about this stellar release, as well as... I don't know, just what the, the boys are up to. So, Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I have to look it up again, but you were on the show, what, a couple of years ago, chatting about stuff? Yes. Uh, we had a record a couple of years ago called Exile that we talked about. Okay. If I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. What's happened over the last couple of years? Anything interesting in the world happen over the last couple of years for you guys? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Pretty, pretty low key. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, we've all been doing our thing. You know, everyone has, you know, we're all in black sites and everyone kind of has their other commitments too. We have some dudes in other bands. Uh, I have another band. Uh, everyone has day jobs and whatnot. Um, the whole, there was a pandemic or something. I, yeah. I read about it on, on Facebook or something. Yeah. Uh, that that kind of screwed stuff up for a little while. Um, Where you are? I think so. I don't know. I haven't really left my house. Okay. I'll have to look up your area code and figure out where you're at. See if there's like an internet outage or something. Maybe. Okay. Um, but yeah, beyond that, um, that set us back about six or seven months. Uh, our bass player also left the band, so that set us back a bit. But uh, since then, we've been laying low and, and uh, working on this record. And it's finally out, and we're... Uh, very, very glad that it's out there, and uh, people seem to enjoy it, and we're pretty stoked about that, too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I've got here that you're in Chicago, so there was a pandemic in Chicago, apparently. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Weird. Huh. Let's look into that. Yeah. If you look it up on... Huh. Check check on Facebook again. I hear that uh, they don't have anything that's untrue on Facebook. No, Facebook's all true. Completely, entirely, baby. <laughs> Just a bunch of lost tribes hanging out on there, I'll tell you what. Oh, my God. Yeah, looking for the Sword of Orion, I hear. <laughs> Excuse me. So the bass player left. I mean, that's not too terribly unusual for a band. But, I mean, I guess the the broader question is, what did that mean for this record? Does the bass then sound different because somebody else filled in? Did that guy do his duties before he left? Did you have to bring in a new guy? Is it just easy bass? Like, what... What happened? So uh, what happened was our, our bassist, Jose, uh, elected to leave the band about two weeks before COVID hit. So he left and then everything else got shut down. And uh, when we decided to start working on the record again, uh, auditioning bass players during this pandemic didn't really seem like a good idea. So uh, I ended up playing bass on the record uh, just to fill in, and uh, we are now moving forward with uh, with a new bassist, and we'll have an announcement about who that is soon. I can't say yet, but uh, it probably affected the sound of the record a little bit. Um, I'm usually writing some of the bass parts, a lot of the bass parts, but I'm not usually playing them. I'm not specifically a bass player, so uh, once I got the hang of it, I think I think it worked out okay. I don't think it dramatically alters the sound of the band. Mm-hmm. Um, Frankly, we're more about guitars, I think. Okay. But, uh, but I think the bass turned out okay. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I completely, <clears throat> I completely agree. You, you funny you mentioned uh, like a, I don't know, like what we'll call a proper bass player or whatever. They're an intriguing <clears throat> species of human, aren't they? They're very rare, and yes, very strange. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of always thought about that, like a, I don't know, like a Getty Lee, like somebody who's just killer on bass and they're okay with that. Like I can play bass, you can play bass, everybody can play bass, but to take it to the next level where you're like sleeping with it and you know, I'll, I'll say this, like I was. Anyone can physically pick up a bass. Like, if you're playing guitar, you can switch over to bass and not suck too bad. But there's a difference between that and being Getty Lee. Yeah. You know, there's there's a... It's a different skill set um, as far as rhythm and as far as sound and how you approach it compositionally. And uh, for me, I tried really hard not to sound like a failed bass player <laughs> on this record. <laughs> even though I kind of am. But... No, we've, we've been lucky, man. We've had uh, two really good bassists in this band. Jose was fantastic. And uh, our first bassist, John Pasillo, is also an incredible bassist. So uh, I certainly learned a lot and, and picked up some tricks from having them in the band. Um, but those were legit bassists. Like, I don't think those dudes ever played guitar first. I don't think they were, like, demoted to bass. Those were dudes that were born to play bass. <laughs> and, and like you said, very interesting species. But yeah. uh, it Demoted. was it was a privilege to hand bo- have both those guys around, and uh, just we kept that in mind. Like the bass needs to be up to that standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, call it by its name. They eat their young, baby, and that's no echo of a lie. Oh Jesus! <laughs> they could be the worst of us. If you did mention, you know, it's a demotion, but uh, no, the worst is still drummers. Yeah, drummers. Drummers are the worst. They are. I used to be a drummer, so I can say that. Wow. Okay. On to more positive notes. <laughs> Chicago, baby. Did we ever talk about pizza on the show? We should talk about pizza. Are you like a are you like a Uno guy, a Luminati's guy, or a Rosati's guy? Talk to us about that. I think I'd be closest to a Malnati's guy. Um, I'm lucky to live in a neighborhood where there's a lot of like local family-owned like mom and pop pizza places and they're all fucking fantastic mm-hmm. so i tend to go there but yeah malnati's would probably be more in my wheelhouse i guess okay. all those places are good yeah yeah you know you can't really screw it up not too badly not too badly baby that's true uh it's been a while since i've been to chicago and had a good good slice of pie yeah me me too actually but i i will say this because people who are not from chicago might be listening no one here eats deep dish pizza on a regular basis i I know that's what we're famous for but you can't (laughs) eat like that every day your insides cannot handle it this is true very true cracker crust man cracker crust it's one of those things every every locale has something that the locals never do until they're reminded that it exists when people come to visit yep I mean, we have a few of those things, but yeah, deep dish pizza. I don't think I've had deep dish in like three or four years. Like just people who live here don't eat that typically once in a while, but yeah, not often. Yeah. There's hot dogs. No There's ca- hot dogs. Yeah. No Doesn't ketchup. everywhere have hot dogs? But the Chicago style hot dog. And you guys have rules. There's no ketchup allowed. You got to steam the bun. We have several rules. Yeah. The no ketchup thing. Um, I'm told that doesn't apply to little kids or people from out of town, but your results may vary. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. We have Italian beefs. We have Polish sausages. Mm-hmm. We got uh, we had a couple, two, three things here that uh, that you don't have in other cities over there. That's right. And you got to go, what is it, three or four blocks down Dataway to get it. A couple, two, three blocks over by there. Mm-hmm. Do you have? Do you know anybody who has a, like being from Canada? Whenever I come across what we call like a hoser accent, where somebody actually lives that, and their heads bobbing, and they're saying, "Oh, geez, you <laughs> like it." It's a spectacle to behold. Do you ever have that with like a like a true Chicagoan? Oh yeah, like that's not some fictional shit. Those are I see those people <laughs> daily. Like especially where I live, because it's it's a slightly older, I guess, demographic out here. There are some some old school Chicago people who sound like Chicago and look like Chicago and eat like Chicago. Those are real people. <laughs> like that's that's not. Some made up stuff. Those people are out there. Yeah. It is not untrue. It is not untrue. This is very a double true. negative. Double negative, baby. Uh, speaking of double negatives, it almost looks like double negative exposure. I don't know. We chatted last about how the artwork looks like Monty Python, and I um, <laughs> wanted to bring that up again because I thought that it was just so cool that you guys were able to commission somebody to go, you know what Monty Python did? Could we do that too? But I think it was just me noticing something out of my own mind. Cause you guys didn't exactly have that in mind, right? I wish I had had the presence of mind to notice that. Cause it totally looks like that. And you're the first person to call it out. <laughs> um, all, all we did was, was write, uh, Alexander, the artist and send him some lyrics and say, Hey, we really like how Sabbath bloody Sabbath looks. Go do that. Mm-hmm. Which he totally nailed. But yeah, it's got that, that seventies British, you know, cut and paste, animation style to it in a certain way like i totally see it and that just makes me like it more because i like monty python Mm -hmm. yeah do you have a favorite movie or a favorite series from them um i don't know if i could pick a favorite i actually grew up watching the show the series because my parents were fans and they had it on uh, on tape Mm -hmm. um which is weird a lot of people in the states haven't seen it but i i used to really like the show uh Holy Grail is great. Life of Brian is great. Um, yeah, I couldn't really pick a favorite. I, I enjoy, I celebrate their entire catalog. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, baby. Uh, Gabriel and I, and he's seven, so I don't know if I'm going to get a flack for this or not, but he and I just recently watched Life of Brian. <laughs> you showed Life of Brian to a seven-year-old? I did. I did. Oh, damn. Yeah. And so How'd that go? I'd say it went well. It was a good... Uh, historical expose, I guess you could say, where he was asking questions and I was explaining not only the satire, but the history and then how that was turned into satire, uh, which may or may not have just released to the world that we don't participate in what that movie is satirically addressing. Wow. Seven years old, man. That's a, that's a (laughs) bold parenting move right there. Yeah. Yeah. He's known for a very long. We've told him like, "Okay, we're not going to participate in this this stuff. Just don't tell the kids in school." And then he fo- followed that up until last year. And you see that dude that's telling everyone there's no Santa now. Yeah, so we got a note <laughs> from the teacher that was like, some kid was talking about Santa, and Gabriel just flat out said, "That's a guy in his, who's paid to sit in a suit at the mall." Like, it know, is. He is. Oh my god. What? And then, oh shit! I know. Top comment here on Bandcamp 
Blacktice.bandcamp.com wow. is an all caps fist me good sugarman. So I don't know what's going on with that, but that's a top comment on blacksites.bandcamp.com. That person and I are uh, extremely close friends, apparently. Okay. I have no idea who that is. Okay. Dr. Wiv- Wiverm? I don't know how to say these things. Anyway. Fist- oh, is, oh, is that like the, the metal thing where it's a V that's supposed to be a W? Is it Worm? Maybe. Maybe it's Dr. Worm, and then, yeah, it's a V. Dr. Hmm. Worm. Fist me good, Sugarman. <laughs> Gladly. I know. The next one is that this is your best record yet. Do you agree with that statement? Yes, absolutely. Just not in an egotistical way, but if it was something where we were conscious that it wasn't our best record yet, we wouldn't put it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, you reach a point where every record could be, you know, I could get hit by a car tomorrow or something and it'd be my last record. And you you don't want to not go out on top. Yeah. You know, I... You know, I'm, I'm sure I speak for the rest of the band, too, but everything we do, we try to make it the best thing we've ever done. Because if you're conscious, that's like, oh, it kind of sucks compared to the last one. I mean, that's, you know, you don't want to play people that. You don't want to put that out. Yeah. Let me so sit, I... Let me oh, I'm sorry. Let me sit you down on the ottoman and play this for you. You will not enjoy <laughs> it. Smile politely till it's over and then tell me later how much it sucks. Exactly. What... Since it was, I mean, obviously it needs to be conscious. I think that's something to derive between, uh, I don't know what we'll call hubris, you know, that ego that just says like, (laughs) of course I'm the best. Was I there? I think I was compared against the fact that you're sitting down arguably as a professional to craft a body of work. Well, that's how I've always looked at it. Like it's professionals a weird term because this isn't like my real job right but yeah it's it's a craft it's an art form you know and it's something that you don't want to suck at or at least not have people know that you suck at Mm -mm. you know i'm i'm aware that i'm better at certain aspects of this than others like i saw a review pop up this morning that said oh the the vocals are unremarkable it's like yeah i know thank you know that thank you it's like they're nothing special i'm not rob halford i know that but, you know, you, you try to do the best you can with the tools you have. And that's actually half the challenge. And that's the fun part, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, playing guitar, I'm like a 6 out of 10. Vocals, I'm a 4 out of 10. Let's see how far we can take that, you know. Yeah. See if I can bump it up to a 5 out of 10 on the next record. Very true. Well, one of the things I was going to mention, because this guy, Matt, says that it's your best record. You agree with that. But what went into consciously creating the best record? Did you Was it the writing? Was it the recording? Was it all of it? Like what did you, did you hit the treble up a little bit more and you're like, that's what we should have done on the last record. Or was it, you know, more complicated songwriting, more streamlined songwriting? Um, all of the above. I mean, I think we put more thought into the songs this time, just because we learned a lot making the last record and especially having to play it live, you know, you, you get a better understanding of what works and what connects with people and what, feels right to play um i personally spent a lot of time writing uh there were other songs that that didn't make this record or got chop shopped into other things on the record Uh, a lot of revisions a lot of second and third and fourth drafts um you know we put a lot of work into that uh the other guys in the band put a lot of effort into crafting their parts and and their contributions to the record to make sure everything was at a very high level 
Um, and yeah, recording it, especially because we were recording remotely, we didn't really get to work together on this because of when it was recorded. Uh, that could have been a disaster. That could have tanked everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're we're very lucky that what we tracked turned out okay and it came out cohesive. Uh, we worked with Sanford Parker again, our, our mix engineer, who's very, very good at what he does and, and made everything kind of fit together. So we got lucky there. But yeah, I, th- I think sonically it's it's the best of the three as well. Um, a lot of it was deliberate. Some of it was, was just luck as far as the sonics and the performances. But I, I can honestly say that all, all three dudes in the band busted their ass on this one. <laughs> yeah, so screw you, unremarkable vocal guy. We worked hard, even if it sucks. Yeah, even if it sucks. Well, I mean, I'd hate to break it to the guy, but most vocals are entirely 100% unremarkable. If they're lucky. If, Usually yeah. you can you can have a lot of remarks about how much they suck, mm-hmm. which is what I was trying to avoid. But, yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah. I and, think... Uh, I think I think at best it just fits somehow. I can think of a, a ton of unremarkable vocalists, people who actually suck, but they make it work for them with the music and they make it fit. And, you know, I'm content to listen to a ton of unremarkable vocalists. Not everybody has to be Lady Freaking Gaga. Yeah. In fact, I'm very grateful that I'm not mm-hmm. Lady Gaga because I'd have to buy all new clothes and, right. you yeah. know, things would just get awkward. Yeah. I don't know uh, that that would even fit with the what you guys have got going on here with Black Sites. She'd probably sound awesome singing for Black Sites. She can sing. I know. But, you know, I, I've had moments where I was like, this band would sound cool if we had, like, some power metal, like, more operatic dude singing it. And maybe it would. But at this point, I feel like I'm kind of built into the process. Like, the band's just kind of stuck with me on vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I don't know. I think it gives it a different a different quality that having some super technical gifted singer, you know, maybe would not have. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. That's right, babes. I have to give it a listen it really quick. I ain't got no complaints. I think it works. Well, thank you. You're welcome. It fits. I thought like, it was okay. Yeah, it fits like a puzzle piece to me. There you go. Yeah, puzzle piece. That's that's a good metaphor for the entire record, actually. But yeah, if that if that's the last piece and it fits, you know, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cool. So blacksites.bandcamp.com. Everybody, head over there. Consume the record wherever it is that you also consume records. If you're not comfortable with that, Spotify, Apple Music. Amazon, everywhere you consume music. The record I don't is, know if we're on Amazon, but everywhere else, yes. Everywhere else, okay. Uh, Deezer, Tidal. Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. Okay. So wherever it is you I'm consume... Not, I'm not in charge of those decisions, but I think we're on Deezer and Tidal. Okay. I'd have to check. Beautiful. And then If I, we're not there, go to Bandcamp. How about that? Yeah, just go to Bandcamp. Uh, do that. <laughs> and the uh, links to a couple of videos for Sword of Orion and Lost Tribes will also be available in today's show notes. So, Mark, that concludes my questions. So is there anything that I missed, maybe? Because otherwise, I'm just going to say, great having you on the show. Oh, it was great to be here, man. Great to to be back. Thanks for having me. And uh, I think you pretty much covered everything. Uh, To 
to anyone listening, if you made it this far, check out Untrue. And uh, who knows, you might like it. <laughs>